Yes, sir, you already know the vibes. It's episode number 50. Rest in peace, big rest in peace. Your reign on the top was short like leprechauns as I crushed so-called Willie's thugs and rap a dog. Get in that ass, go fast like Ramadan. Call me Francis Shout out Brooklyn! The most shady. Ain't no telling where I may be. May see me in DC. You should know my steelo. Went from 10 G's for blow to Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Jesus, get off the no we letting it run today. It's episode 50. It gotta keep going. You still pedal shit. I got more rise, the great adventure. Big How are you gonna do it? Kick in the door, wave in the four four. Kick in the door, wave in the four four. All you heard was Papa don't hit me no Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 50 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I'm your host, my name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James, and we are back like Jordan wearing the faux five. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who has been active and engaging with me on social media. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all of you guys' love and all of your support. Thank you to all the essential workers out there. Thank you to all the retail workers out there. And finally, thank you to all the people out here who are continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always, 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 always have to start the shows with the thank yous. The thank yous are very, very, very important. And man, man, it's it's crazy, man. I'm so excited, you know, about today because... Get into 50 episodes in the pod world isn't a milestone. You know, it's usually when you get to 50 and then when you get to 100 and then you count by 100. So 50, then it'll be another milestone, get into 100, and then it'll be another milestone, get into 200. And it's just like, wow, like, you know, when I first turned this mic on and did episode number one, you know, even though I, I had that in my mind to get to 50 and beyond, it was just like, now I'm here. It's like, wow, like, you know, how far you've came, you know, doing this thing. And it's it's such a blessing, man. I can't say it enough. It's such a blessing to be in this position, to be in this space, to, you know, just put my shit out, you know, and, and 
you know, the reward of it is just with my happiness. I'm so happy to do this shit every week, every time I have the chance. And uh, man, it's just like looking back on it, it's like, wow, man, what a what a journey. What a journey has been. And I'm so proud of of getting to this point. You know, I'm so happy that I've been able to get to this point. And and I just want to like really enjoy it. You know, I'm really excited about it. You know, just getting to 50 and you guys fucking with me, supporting me, sending in questions when I'm going through difficult times, sending me love and support, man. And I really appreciate it. I really appreciate this journey and this process and this platform. And we're going to keep on riding, man. So 50 is down. We on 50. We get into 100, then 150 and 200 and so on and so on, man. So I'm ready, man. And we are going to have a great, 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 great show today. Fully packed. I'm in an amazing mood. I'm in a tremendous mood. So let's go. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro is a great, 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 great song. It just had that that mm, energy that I needed for, for today's episode. Just had that oomph, you know what I'm saying? That that hardcore hip-hop energy that I needed. Um, it is called Kick in the Door by the Notorious B.I.G. off of the album Life After Death. Rest in peace, rest in power to the legend, the icon, the pioneer, the Notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls, or whatever you like to call him, a true, true, true hip-hop legend, okay? A true, true hip-hop pioneer with a unique sound, a unique style, and that has influenced culture in such an impactful way, a way that is cannot even be measured. The Notorious B.I.G.'s impact on hip-hop culture, on culture in general, can't even be measured, okay? Shout out and rest in peace to the legend, the Notorious B.I.G., and I chose that song for today because I felt like, you know, in order to break through anywhere, especially uh, people of my complexion, you kind of have to kick in the door. Like, no one's going to let you in. No one's going to say, here, we have we want to make all these things and all these opportunities available for you. In order to succeed in anything that you want in life, at least at least from my point of view and my life experience, you have to kick in the motherfucking door. You got to kick it in and you got to say I'm here and this is what I'm about and this is the shit that I that I'm on and either you're going to get with it or you're going to get lost. So I felt like, you know, just with this 50th episode and how excited I am about it, and, um, you know, my journey and how I had to break through myself, you know, to starting a podcast. I didn't know anyone who did a podcast. I didn't know how to start a business. I didn't know how to incorporate. I didn't know how to trademark anything. I didn't know how to record my voice. I didn't know how to edit. You know, no one gave me these tools. But I, because I had this vision, this dream, and I had so much passion about it, I had to kick in the motherfucking door to get it done. And here we are. 50 episodes later, shout out again and rest in peace again, rest in power again to the Notorious B.I.G. And we're going to keep kicking in the motherfucking door because we going places, God damn it. You better believe it. You better believe it. Now it is time for my favorite, 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 
favorite, favorite, favorite, favorite, favorite, favorite segment of the podcast. It is called Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is a segment I like to do at the beginning of each show just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to try and show how many great things, how many great ideas, and how many great people come from the Bronx, New York. So without any further ado, your Bronx fact for today is... One Brook, One Bronx, which is a part of the Literary Freedom Project, is a new style reading group that inspires, encourages, and delights readers. Every week, members of the group meet to discuss one book that reflects the people of the Bronx. The book club seeks to build a culture of reading. Each session is led by a teaching artist and is free to join. The first 25 attendees receive a free copy of the week's reading selection. For complete details on the books, the meetings, and how to join One Book, One Bronx, you can visit the website onebookonebronx.com. And that is your Bronx Fact for episode number 50. Yes! Damn, son, where'd you find this? All right, so we're getting right to the shits today. We have a very, 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 very special guest. <laughs> very special guest. We are continuing the trend because I've had two people so far. We're continuing the trend. You'll be the third of oh, wow. creators of small businesses from Target. Okay, <laughs> we are wow. continuing the trend. Okay, of people who create small businesses from Target. So we have today special guest, pastry chef, Tamikia Lindo, the creator and CEO of Uni Bakes. Mm -hmm. Tamikia, how are you today? I am super good. I love the introduction. Thank you for the extra very specials. Very, very, very <laughs> special. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um, but I'm doing good today. Um, you know, um, I'm here, so that's good. How yeah. are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have you on. Also, thank you for being so patient with me. You know, I had I canceled on you like at least three a times. times. <laughs> I canceled um, on you so many times. I mean, I'm very understanding. Um, you know, um, stuff happens. We live in a real world, especially dealing with 2020. So, yeah, I'm pretty understanding with that. Yeah. So, you know, so. thank you for your patience. I must say that. Of thank course. You for your patience. And, uh, <laughs> man, I'm excited to have you on. So can you tell the people where are some of the places that they can reach you if they want to get in contact with you or um, see some of your creations? All right. So I don't have an official website as of yet um, because I'm still pretty like um, getting my foot, my feet wet. Um, so they can reach me um, in Instagram, um, which is Unibakes, um, or they can call me and I have my number on there as well. Okay. So if they want to, you know, like place an order, you know, just see what I do. All right. All right. So like I said before, we are continuing the trend of having guest on at least me i'm having guests on who start businesses and stuff who started we went together at target so yes i told you before we started the last time i saw you to it was five years ago <laughs> and you are a big basketball fan golden state warriors fan 
And you know I love my guy, LeBron. I know. The last time I saw you was right before the 2017 NBA Finals where the Warriors just got Kevin Durant. And I was signing my resignation papers. (laughs) And you had no idea. I I was signing my resignation papers to get out of Target. And you saw me. the The last person I saw in Target was you. You saw me and you started screaming at me that the Warriors were going to stomp the Cavaliers. Oh, my God. That LeBron was trash. <laughs> that the Warriors are going to take LeBron's soul. Okay? Which and, we actually did. And you did. And you did. <laughs> two years in a row. Yes, And did. you did. But, you know, obviously, I, you know, I kept my ego up. I was like, nah, please Whatever. get out of here. LeBron's the best. <laughs> but I was like, I'm so glad I'm getting out of here and I don't have to face her. <laughs> In person, but you still had to face me on the gram because I made sure I was pretty sad when you left. Um, you know, because I was just like, Why? What happened? But you were venturing off to new opportunities, and of course, we had the back and forth going on with the basketball teams, and you know, so I had no idea that you were leaving. Um, but when I did find out that you left, I made sure that I gave it to you <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was so glad it wasn't in person, though. I was yeah. just like, Hey, I could take it on the gram, I could take it. <laughs> But in person, I would have been like so (laughs) embarrassed. I'm just really loud, I guess you could say. So, you know, but yeah, it was still all love. Still all love. So Tamika, you know, we've been, we just went through like this, the most craziest year that I can remember. Yeah. um, How has the last year of 2020 and COVID affected you? How has it like affected the business? How has it affected you personally? How has it affected you just in general? Well, personally, um, um, it hasn't really affected me much um, other than my daughter being out of school and I had to adjust to like um, her switch into um, in person uh, from in-person learning to online learning um, and making sure that an adult was home with her at all times while mm-hmm. going through the changes, um, you know. So that was the the biggest adjustment um, we had to make, I think. Um, um, during that time, I also got promoted at my job. So um, you know, I was adjusting to that, um, you know, and then for my, my, my small business that I was creating, I took a pause on it at that time, um, because I was adjusting to the promotion in my career. Um, so I paused on that and I wasn't taking like orders and I wasn't baking as much, but, um, right after about a couple of months, you know, into the promotion, I started getting back into the swing of my bacon, um, and trying new things and taking small orders. I even just started making my own like little treat boxes. It's, you know, just started slowly getting back into it. So it really hasn't affected me that much, you know? Um, yeah, I've been just kind of rolling with the punches. I feel like, uh, 2020, it was supposed to be bad for a lot of people. For me, I feel like it was pretty, you know, my life started changing for the good, not for the bad. I so, agree. I agree. Yeah. With that. I agree with that. Yeah. I started the pod in last year. I just celebrated a year. Wow. Congratulations. So like, you know, everyone was going through the, the ins and outs. Right. It. And it's like, you know, you see people struggling out there, man. You see people having yeah. a time. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, like I feel so blessed because yes, you know, I'm doing this, you know, I'm doing this and I'm even though are going through it and I went through it a little bit too. It's like, but I get to just, you know, do this and it's not, I'm not even feeling it that much. Right. I'm not even feeling the pain of it that much because I get to sit down and talk to y'all on the mic. So, you know, I was like, right. I looked at it that way and it kept me, kept me on the straight and arrow through it because, you know, it is difficult. Kept it is you difficult. afloat. 
a lot of people, a lot of people that I know struggled with uh, adjusting to being at home all the time, you know, um, fortunately for me, I was still working. So I wasn't at home, um, you know, and I was working longer hours. So, you know, I was mostly gone majority of the day, you know, um, you know, the one of another change that I had to adjust to was not having my daughter as much because I went from working only like five hours a day to working, you know, God knows 10 hours a day, you know. Um, so I didn't see my daughter as much only on the weekend. So that was kind of rough too. Yeah. So that was pretty much it. A lot of people mentally couldn't handle it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a homebody. So, um, you know, being at home didn't, you know, didn't really do much to me. That's good. That's good though. <laughs> yeah. That's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Some people out here trying to break out felt like they were in jail in their own yes. houses. Exactly. Huh? Not me. No. I, I love being at home. So. That's good. That's good. So yeah. we want to hear about um, your your personal journey. We want to hear about your business journey. So the first thing I would like to know is what inspired you to start your business? So, you know, everyone gets inspiration from everywhere. And, you know, the reasons why people get inspired to start is kind of like you wouldn't even guess sometimes the things that become yeah. the inspiration for people to start. So for you and Uni Bakes, what was the inspiration for you to start? So originally I, my daughter was in, she had a best friend and her best friend was having a birthday party. It was a princess theme birthday party. And, um, my friend at the time, her name, um, is Tamika too. Um, and she, um, you know, of course we were invited because that was my daughter's best friend. They're still best friends. Um, and we went to the party. It was at someone's house. Um, turned into like they sectioned off a section of their home and they had it um, as a party, like a a party studio, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other section was their home. So I was saying to myself, like, wow, that's pretty dope. Like, you know, I bake, you know, and I'm pretty creative. I can do this. I can like create my own business, like from my home. I just need to get a buy a house you know a bigger house or not in an apartment so um that's what inspired it and then I started like baking more and then as I was baking more um a friend from a long time ago saw one of my photos on Instagram and sent me like um like this uh um this like um a place where a kitchen um a setup where you can like have or host um like you know, small events where you want to introduce your business um, and inspired me even more to want to venture out and start like have a storefront and actually start introducing my um, creations to people. And then from there, I just came up with a name. You know, I think of myself um, in my next life as a unicorn. (laughs) Excuse me. I love bright. You know me. I love bright colors. My favorite color is pink. So I'm always just this bright, magical spunky fun person i believe in magic i believe in all this fairy tale crap so i came up with the name uni bakes because you know uni with a unicorn in the middle and bakes at the end because i bake unique treats um so that's how i started with that <clears throat> that's great that's great you yeah see how, um you could get inspired like you know you just went to a birthday party and now like, yeah and now you're just like, wow, I could, I could do something like this. I could have a business. Exactly. Too. And you literally exactly. just went to a birthday party. Like, 
that's all it took was that. And, you know, having the, the, the mindset of, um, I'm creative in that sense. I can create, um, birthday theme parties, different ideas, different packages for, um, to satisfy my guests or my customers or for children. I, you know, um, kids love that magical fairy tale stuff, you know? Um, so I figured why not start with kind of just like getting my treats known and out there, um, and then start, you know, find a storefront in a space um, to start like, you know, with maybe like a coffee shop and then have a section for like planning parties. So that was where that all started. See, that's great. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. So what do you want to convey? What would you like the overall message to be with your business? So for me in the Bronx Buyers podcast, I'm just trying to have as many people become empowered to speak. So right. you know, hopefully if you listen to this and you always wanted to do something or speak out on something or even just create something of your own, hopefully I could be maybe a little bit of that push. Like this guy is just a regular guy used to work at Target and look right. at him. He's doing his own thing. He's happy. Maybe this could inspire you to start. And I always try to push those messages out of positivity. If you're a young person out there, chase your dreams, go for it. You know, you don't even know what will happen. So, right. I I mean, that's pretty much the same message I would say I'm trying to deliver. Mm -hmm. um, you never know. I mean, I worked, I, I mean, I worked when I started, I was working for Target. You know, I wasn't a manager. I was just a regular um, HR expert. And I just decided that I want to step out the box and try something new. So if I can do it, I'm a little nobody. I have a handful of people that I know. I'm very, you know, shy and um, laid back. So, you know, my circle isn't that large. Um, or isn't large at all. It's pretty small. So if I can do it and step outside my comfort zone and outside my box, anyone can do it, um, you know, and you're never, it's never too late to accomplish it. You know, even if you feel like you are, um, it's not moving as fast as you want it to, um, you know, just keep pushing forward and pushing through and eventually all your hard work will pay off, you know, and I deliver the same message to my daughter as well. I, I love to be a great example, you know, keep working, keep doing hard work will pay off. See, that's great. That's great. That was just, I yeah. was perfect. That was like our, uh, our Oprah moment. Like you, know, you just gave <laughs> the people, moment. you just gave the people like the boom. That was just the, the perfect gem for the people right there. So I love well, that. I, I hope love someone that. takes it and, you know, applies it to their everyday life. You, you never know. know. You never so, know. Like, you know, exactly. I, when I first started, you know, I was having those thoughts of, you know, who is really going to want to listen to me? But over the course right. of me doing the show, you know, people hit you, hit, hit me up and they say, man, I didn't even know you could make a podcast like or I didn't even know it was that simple to do. Or, man, I, I hear you. I hear you talk. And I just it makes me want to try something. So that's the point. Right. Like, And that's what I love cool. for people to hear. Right. It's great. It's great. It's amazing. And that's what I love for people to hear. It so. is inspiring others. Yeah. Right. So what would you say were some of the biggest shortcomings that you had to overcome when you first started your business? Okay. Um, one, um, I needed a good support system. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, you know, I'm pretty much here kind of alone, I would say. So having a good support system and someone in your corner was pretty, you know, pre pretty important. It is pretty important. And that's one of the biggest shortcomings I had to overcome, um, having a good support system. Definitely. I need good support system <laughs> and it wasn't that great. Um, but I think it's getting better. That's so, good. That's good. So you yeah. have, so would you say like your support, you need it more with assisting you bake or just with more of promotion, marketing and things like that? Not even 
promotion or marketing, just telling someone in my corner to tell me like, you know, you got this, you can do this. There was days when I, cause there's going to be days as, you know, and, uh, and, uh, someone who's new at, you know, trying to do, um, do, you know, entrepreneur in a small business. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be days when you kind of doubt yourself a little bit, like, can I do this? Um, you know, kind of, like I said, I'm really laid back and I keep to myself. I'm a little, I'm a little shy at times. Um, and if you don't know me, you would think like, wow, you know, why is she like that? But when you do get to know me, you realize that I'm really a fun person. So, you know, my circle again, isn't really, it's really small. So sometimes you really doubt yourself and you need someone in your corner to kind of like push you and say, Hey, you got this, you know, you know, you don't know a lot of people, but you know, let's start putting a word out there. Let's start, you know, like, you know, that's what I needed. And I didn't have that, you know, um, you know, that's, that was important to me, you know, cause there's, there, there were days when I doubted myself, you know, wow. and I just had to push through those doubts. Well, I will be one of the first to say, you got this. Thank you. You could do it. <laughs> and I hope that, you know, more people get, get to know you, you know, listening to this and say, oh, wow, I want to give her, you know, some love and some support. So that's like, it's great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, eventually as I, as I, you start to venture out, you kind of like create a community of support. Like you, you know, like just, just a friend like you, you know, um, just saying, Hey, I saw a picture that you posted and I love that. Can I taste it? And you have them try it and they love it. And, you know, they kind of just like, girl, that was like one of the best cupcakes or, you know, whatever I share, that was one of the best cookies I've had. And that kind of like push you to say, okay, well, this person loved it. Like I can, you know, I can make other people love it, you know? So yeah, you start to create a community of support eventually as you go on. Yes, you do. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You do people, people going to catch on to it, whatever it is that you're doing. Like, yes. You know, people going to catch on, especially if you're consistent. When people see the consistency, they say, wow, this person is really on it. And, you know, a lot of times I've noticed actually one of the great things about 2020, a lot Mm -hmm. of people are going into business for themselves. Yes. No, because jobs were shutting down and everything. So yes. people were at home trying to, you know, muster up ideas Brainstorm. and come exactly. up with stuff. Exactly. And a lot of people are going into business for exactly. themselves. Exactly. Which is that's, great. Yeah, that's you know? one of the best things about 2020. I'm all for you know, supporting black, um, small black businesses. Um, you know, all for it, you know, because um, yeah, we it's it's listen, it's hard, it's hard trying to create a business, um, start a setup, you know, it's, it's just hard. So I'm all for supporting. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So that good, that transitions right into the next question. What is some advice that you would give to a young person if they came into you and said, you know, Tamiki, I got an idea for a business. What's some, do you have any, any tips for me or any good advice that I need to hear? Okay. I, ooh, I would say I would tell them same thing. Make sure they have a good support system. You mm-hmm. know, um, that's number one, make sure they have a business plan, um, mm-hmm. and make sure that they're certain about, um, the kind of business that they want to do, um, you know, and to make sure that it's not, uh, they're not jumping in. They're not creating a business just for money. They have to do what they love. They have to make sure that it's something that they love, you know, because it gets pretty boring and pretty dead really quick. Um, you know, like I can just be in my kitchen. I could just be home on a Wednesday, honestly. And I'm in my kitchen and I'm actually just listening to just music on YouTube because that's where I listen to my music. And, you know, I just get up and say, you know what? I feel like baking some swirl lollipop cookies today. And, you know, and I just vibe out to the music and chill out, you know, and bake cookies. 
That's see, that's Oprah moment number two <laughs> for the people. You blessing us. You blessing us with the jewels. You raining oh, God. on us. That's great. That's great. So what is uh what keeps you motivated in this space? What makes you wake up every day and say, I'm going for it? Like, what is the chief motivation for you to keep on creating, you know, the the beautiful pastries and all the other desserts that you make? Honestly, um, I don't know what why I get up every day and say I want to like make cookies but I know that for me the overall picture is I want to leave um legacy behind for my daughter okay I want to leave something of ownership for her um whether it's a home you know or um a business you know I want her to have legacy um you know I want her to have something um of her own when I'm no longer here because she is an only child so I want to make sure that she's set for life um as far as getting up every day and making cookies, I just, and or treats or tarts or cupcakes or whatever it is, I feel like bacon cheesecake. I just, you have to, like I say, like sing, they say when you want to become a singer, um, you have to um, dream singing, you have to breathe singing, you have to sleep singing. I just get up and want to bake. Honestly, I just want to create something new, something pretty. Um, you know, all my things are very sparkly and like bright. So I don't know. I just love to. I just love to create, you know, I love to be, be different too while creating, you know? So, yeah. That's, see, that's but I want to leave legacy for my daughter. That's Oprah moment number three. <laughs> oh, number three. Too many Oprah, a lot of Oprah moments over here. Oprah might, oh, hey, Oprah might end up sending me a text. Like, who is Tamikia and why is Listen, she doing, why is she listen. trying to impersonate me? <laughs> just send her over to you in the bakes, you know? Yeah, we, we get we'll get Oprah to try some of your from some of your amazing pastries. Yeah, she'll love it. So, um, Tamikia, who who would you say are um some of your role models in this space? You know, for me, I just look at people I just grew up watching, like on TV, guys who talked all the time. So, if I love sports, I love to watch my guy Stephen A. Smith or um, rest in peace, Stuart okay. Scott. I used to watch him all the time. So, and that like kind of. It didn't. I'm obviously they don't do the same thing I do, but it's something that right. you see someone on television doing it, and you say, you know, maybe that could be me one day. So, right, they are are some of your role models. Uh, it doesn't necessarily even have to be in in baking, just in general. Who are just in general, that's a good question. Honestly, um, growing up, I always, I, I would say my mom was always my role model. Um, you know, um. And I like Tyler Perry. I like his story um, going from being homeless mm-hmm. to uh, nobody to, you know, just kind of being so creative to the point where you created your own, you know, movie studio. You know, you have your own, you know, just being that creative that you can do that, you know. Um, so I, I like his story. I also like, I don't remember her name, but... Um, the the author who wrote um Harry Potter oh JK Rowling story as well yeah JK Rowling um yeah um same thing homeless um you know was creative enough to to create this whole story um you know from just just an idea you know just an idea exactly it was just crazy. So I, I like, um, I like stories like those, um, where you came from nothing, um, you know, and overcoming every obstacle that was placed in your path to not be great. You know, I love those stories. Um, so I want to say 
I wouldn't say I'm inspired by people mostly. Um, I'm inspired by stories, mm. um, you know, and the outcome of stories um, because my story is a very inspiring story as well. Um, and I always say that I can write a book, um, you know, on my story, on my life, um, you know. So those are the kind of stories that inspire me. Well, hey, I, I want to put the bug in your ear. Maybe that's something that you could do in the future. I know. I, I, I thought about that. Yeah. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I had a um I had a episode. My last episode was with another podcaster from the Bronx. And we were talking about how wow. we were talking about how, you know, growing up here, just living our lives. You know, you right. see so many different things. You meet so many different kinds of people. We all have this unique right. shared experience. So if yes. you're saying like you have this amazing story and that's something that inspires yes. you, the stories of others, yeah. then that is something that you maybe should take some time and think about because the same way how you saw how Tyler Perry's story worked out, how JK Rowling's story worked out mm. when you write something and you may relate to somebody on a different level, that's true. they may say, yo, Tamika out that's here. True. And as you read, you, <laughs> they read your book, they read your memoir. They see all the great things that you do. And they say, you know what? I like that. And that is somebody that I could follow or that is someone I could model, you know, maybe my life. Right. Right. That's true. That is true. You're right. And that's something that I, I have thought about maybe, um, you know, starting just like, I wouldn't say starting the process of writing a book, but just every day that I get up, just write something down on paper, you know, um, mm -hmm. something that comes to me about um, something that happened in my life that I feel like is a good, um, you know, a good story to share with someone, you know, until I have enough to say, hey, this, I can, I can turn this into a book, you know? So I thought about that. Yeah. So when the book comes out and it's a New York Times <laughs> number one bestseller, yes. you heard it here first. Yes, you, you did. heard it here first. <laughs> so when Tamiki is doing her book tour, she's signing everything, you heard yes. it here first. And you will also be the first to feature my book. Hey, well. so, I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, the next question I have for you is, how would you say is a great way that we, you and I, or in general, just people can leave a path for the future generation of creators? So, you know, having conversations like this where I have you on and you tell your story is great because they can hear it or just even being open mm -hmm. to inviting different types of people on to, so they can share their stories. So, um, you know, I think that's right. very impactful. I think that's very important for people to hear the stories from other local people, not just the people you see on TV right. and in the movies and stuff, just from right, exactly. local people who building up from nothing, who are starting their business journey. Right. So right. how would you say is a great way that we can leave a path for the future generation of creators? I I would say by not just telling, um, you know, so, you know, of course we can say so they can hear it. So we can have, you know, like how you're doing, you're having different like um, entrepreneurs come on um, your show and they're delivering different messages to young people. But I would say also showing them, you know, um, take them with you. If you, for me, like for instance, with myself and my daughter, um, you know, when I do eventually get my storefront, I want to take her with me, show her how I'm building up from the ground up, you know, um, show her how I start a whole menu from scratch. You know, I want to show her the process, you know, so she has an understanding of how to create, a own, how to create her own business, um, you know, and how to, you know, 
you know, when I'm not here, how to manage a business, you know? So I think we have to not only tell them, but also show them um, because young people are lazy, um, you know, and if we don't drag <laughs> them behind us, then... <laughs> I mean, it's true. My daughter is 11 and I can barely get her to clean her room. So, you know, we have to literally like drag them behind us and show them, you know, I, I follow a lot of like, um, different, and it's funny on my Instagram page, I don't follow celebrities. I follow like, uh, like regular people, like entrepreneurs, like, you know, like different, um, quotes, you know, like stuff like that. Um, and I was watching a story once where this girl, this lady, actually, she was talking about her, um, her grandfather and he was an entrepreneur and he had, uh, two businesses, I believe. And he died, but when he died, he left, I forgot the exact amount, but he left a couple millions for his children. Um, so he was rich and he was able to maintain, you know, um, to pass down to his children. So when he died, they wanted that money. Um, and she was saying she believed the reason why they were able to squander the money is because it's not because they didn't understand um, the value of money or how to, you know, be rich or whatever. It's because it wasn't instilled in them hard work, you know, how to, how to, you know, how to build a business from the ground up, how to maintain a business. So they lost everything. And I feel like you have to start from young um, with the young people and show them and not just tell them. See, that's what is that? Oh, what 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 number are we are now with the Oprah moments? <laughs> I'm I'm losing count. What is that? What is that? Four? Oh my god! Five? I would say Six? I think I think so. About five, five. I would say about five. Hey, we're gonna have so we're gonna have you with the <laughs> popping business, right? You're gonna yes. have the storefront and everything. Then you're gonna write the great memoir. And then yes. you're going to do the motivational speaking tours. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to be doing everything. I'm not a great speaker. I get really shy. Hey, I don't know. I, well, I look, I'll put this out to the listeners. Do you think that Tamiki is not a great speaker from what you're hearing? <laughs> well, they can't see me. But they can hear you. <laughs> but they can't see me. So that's I can talk when I'm, I'm when, I, when I'm not visible. I'm invisible right now. So uh, I'm good. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's great. That's great. That's great. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, just just something small like this, like just us talking, you know, just us people, we know each other for a long time. We both yes. doing things and just yes. having the dialogue. You know, I think that is because people learn different ways. You know, yes, certain do. people learn by seeing it, seeing yes. other people do it. But yes. certain people learn, you know, obviously by studying, reading books. Right. So I just think that just having the the space for open dialogue where we share our stories. And I tell the guys how nervous I was on episode one. And I thought it was going to be the worst thing in the world. And I'm still doing, you know, I'm still here doing my recordings. Like you actually are my 50th episode. This is, this is my 50th episode. Wow. That's crazy. So it's an anniversary episode, right? This is my 50th. Wow. That's crazy. So when I think, when I think about just me last year and how, you know, nervous I was starting, how 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 much anxiety I had thinking, man, I don't think anyone's really going to want to listen to me. I don't think anyone's going to hear me. And I'm still here. I've been able to produce 50 episodes. It's like, that's good. You know, Denzel that's can from, do it. Yeah. You know, and so can you. Yes, you can. And so and can you. And you're doing it. <laughs> and we're doing it. Right. So that's a great thing. We're doing it. We had a hunch. We went with it. And here we are. Exactly. Exactly. So I think this, I think it's just very valuable. You know, the, the exchange of ideas from people doing, obviously we're not doing the, the same things. thing because I can't exactly. bake to save my life. 
but we're we're all we're just in the creative and I wouldn't be able to do a podcast to save my life because again I'm too I like to be in the cut until I know you know you then I kind of loosen up and be myself so yeah (laughs) but we're doing it so we're doing two different things and we all we have you know limitations in some areas or others but we are we have creative desires and we have passions And we just say, hey, I'm going to put my foot out there. Let's just see. What's the worst that can happen? Get a wet. Take a chance. Exactly. What's the worst that can happen? What is the worst that can happen? You know, a lot worse can happen if you don't try. If you don't try. When you you get old and you're at an advanced age and you're stuck with that question of what if, what if I tried to do it? Exactly. You know, that and that I think is. The shoulda, coulda, wouldas. I think that's the worst thing ever. It is. It is. It is. You know, and I got that from shopping. I love to shop. And, um, um, you know, one time I wanted something and I, I saw something and I wanted it and I didn't get it because it was too much money. And I decided, you know what, I'm not going to get it. And for like a whole week, I was thinking like, damn, I'm, I, I should have I should have got should have got it. And I went back and I it wasn't there. So, you know, I don't do should have could have would is anymore. See? That's, yeah. See? That's, yes, that's exactly that's exactly what I was going for. Like, you don't you don't want to leave it up to maybe tomorrow. Chance. Tomorrow exactly. may not come for Never you. Never come. So you exactly. don't wanna you don't wanna mm-hmm. leave these things up to all right, maybe later. Uh, you know, I don't feel like it today. Go out and do exactly. whatever you gotta do today. Yep, exactly. Because you don't want to wake exactly. up at 75 years old. To no one. Right. You don't you tomorrow's not promised. Yep. And you don't want to wake up at 75 years old and say, Man, what if I just started that business? Exactly. 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 Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, so yeah, I'm a big believer in instant gratification. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to get that instant gratification for sure. <laughs> for sure. So you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. Instagram is R-O-D-G-E-R-S Neighborhood N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood R-O-D-G-E-R-S neighborhood n-g-h-b-r-h-d so tamikia i don't know if you know but every show i do q and a from the listeners the listeners will hit me up with questions they want to hear with ideas sometimes even with suggestions and it's a great way just for me to keep them like listening send me a question if you want to hear something from me if you want to hear a story about something that i did back in the day so What we're going to do is we're going to answer some of the questions from the listeners. We're going to see what Tamikia has to say about what they want to know. So the first question I have for you from the listeners is, what songs are in your current listening rotation? Okay, so right now I'm listening to simple songs like... um, um, of course, um, Megan Thee Stallion. Um, oh yeah, one of my favorite. Yeah, and Cardi B. One of my favorite, of course, is um, WAP. Yeah. Um, you know, yes. I'm not big on um, you know, rap or any of that stuff, but I like that. Um, what else am I listening to currently? Um, I listen to a lot of um, I forgot her name. What song she? So- um, Taylor Swift. In the middle of the night. That's one of my favorite songs as well. Yeah. Okay. I like that song. I love that song. What else do I listen to? I listen to a lot of back in the day songs like Tony Braxton, um, Breathe Again, um, Unbreak My Heart. 
Um, you know, a lot of reggae, because of course, you know, I'm Jamaican, a lot yeah. of old school reggae's like, you know, um, Lady Sauce, Braga Benz, you know, those kind of music. That's what I listen to. Okay. Um, so you... all my songs are really old school, honestly. I love old school music. I love so you, soul school. So you're so you are a retro dance hall queen. <laughs> I can't dance to save my life, but yeah, <laughs> I pretend. <laughs> who who is uh who is maybe um an artist that you didn't really like in the beginning, but then the more you listen to them, you really like, dang, they make good stuff. Huh. Hmm. Um. My answer for that is when Travis Scott first came out, I thought he was the worst artist in the world. I said, who is gonna wanna hear this robotic, high-pitched music, right? I thought he was terrible. I thought he was absolutely horrible. I hated it. And then the more, obviously, because he got super popular, the more right, you exactly. to hear him, you're like, hmm, maybe. And then one day I just caught myself singing, yeah, traveling along, it. singing to the song. And my friend I'm was not- like, oh, you yeah. like Travis Scott now? <laughs> oh, I thought you hated him. So do you have anybody like that who, um, you, who you didn't like in the beginning? And I then would honestly up? have to say it's, I would say I, uh, it would have to be Cardi, Cardi B. Bronx I wasn't legend. a big fan of her. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of her. Um, and then, um, you know, just the other day, I actually caught myself singing, you know, and dancing to um, If It's Up, you know. Yeah. And my daughter was just like, what the heck do you know about that song? Because, you know, she, you won't catch me listening to that stuff. But, you know, the more I listen to her stuff, the more catchy it becomes. I'm like, oh, this is not bad. You know, if it's up, then it's stuck. You know, and I find yeah. myself jamming, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. So I would honestly say it would be her. Yeah. Bronx legend. We love you, Cardi. We love you. Support you. <laughs> so the next question from the yes, listeners. Yes, love her. The next question from the listeners that I have for you is, who would you want to play you in a movie about your life? I love um, Tika. Um, um, she's um, starred in um, Tyler Perry's show, The Has and The Has Not. Um, if I'm saying that correctly, I believe that's the exact name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love her. Um, so it would be her or um, Zoe um, from Colombiana. I think that's her name, right? This is Zoe. Zo- yeah, yes. Zoe so Zeldana. Be- yes. Um, so I love both actresses. I think they're awesome. You know, I love their stories as well. Um, you know, um, and they had to overcome their battle with um, race. Um, you know, so um, yeah, either one. That's great. That's great. So my initial response, and I, I, I think I answered this before, was. I don't know if you know him, but his name is Lil Rel Howery. He's a stand-up comedian, and he was in Get Out. He was in. He was a TSA agent with the glasses. Oh yes! Oh and my God! He would the, be perfect. Playing everybody you. says that he looked that he looks just like me. So. Yes, you're right. So you're the I, smaller version of him, of right? Course. So I was like, I've been I've been using him as my answer, but I was thinking, and I said this would be an ultimate disservice. I just had this thought. It would be the most ultimate disservice to myself if I don't say who I was named after. I got to have Denzel Washington play me. You're right. You are right. You are named after a freaking legend. And he's a and he's fine. So, yeah. Denzel yeah, Washington. Sorry. I want to manifest that. <laughs> manifest it. Or we can have Lil Rel Howie play me as like a young adult. And then when I get a little older, right. we can have Denzel come Denzel. in and be, you know, the silver true. fox. 
That is true. That is true. That is true. But you do really favor that kid from, yeah, you really do. I look just like him. The way I found that out was remember that that app that um, allowed you to see which celebrity you look like? I put my face in it and Uh, it just gave me, yeah, it gave me, boom, it went right to him. I I should try. I never tried that. I don't know what celebrity I would be looked. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm thinking. I'm like, who I, I look that. like? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You know, Morris Chestnut. You know, I'm thinking. Yeah, I look like yeah. you know Tay Diggs. You know, definitely look like my dad. So yeah. So then, and then it came up Little Hero Harry. I just laughed. I was like, wow, I really look like him. Like I really look like him. That yeah, you do. You said <laughs> it, and and I as soon as you said it, I was able to picture it. Like I can't see it now. Yeah, I look just <laughs> like him. You do. That's your twin in the next life. It is. It is. Yeah. So the next question from the listeners that I have for you is, what is the most annoying habit that other people have? Okay, so I hate when people act like, um, what's a nice way to say this? Mm-mm. Like uh, children, like um, oh, they can't. Yeah, I hate when they can't like use their brains to figure things out and you have to kind of like baby everyone that's like one of my biggest pet peeves like because I'm so good at problem solving um you know probably because I said like I said my story is pretty unique you know so you know when someone acts like they can't figure something out that's like so simple or they can't use their tools to figure it out you know I get it it gets pretty frustrating for me you know, I would, I, I like that too, because, you know, I was raised, you know, you do a lot of things for yourself, you know, something, right. that, something that my mama told me from when I was a boy was, I'm going to teach you how to do things. I'm going to teach you how to do laundry, wash dishes, cook, clean. Cook, exactly. So that you ain't got to depend on no woman. That's what she used exactly. to tell me. So, That's you know, every black mom teach your son. I yeah. Swear. So, you know, when I see that in other people, when they want people to do things for them or they act like they can't do stuff, it does get on my nerves. That is a good answer. It, yeah, that is one like one of my biggest pet peeves, honestly. Yeah. That is a good answer. Yeah. I will say the most annoying habit that I, I've experienced from other people is I'm actually thankful for COVID for this. So let's say I'm in the grocery store, right? And I'm waiting online to buy my items. So oh, if I'm gosh. standing here, someone <laughs> will come and stand right that is on me that is like this. Yeah, there's no breathing room. It's I true. cannot stand that yeah, back right up. <laughs> What's the deal? Like, why do you need to be all up on me like this? Right in your personal space. You're right. You're right. So You're now, right. thank, thank, you know, I can thank COVID for this because <laughs> social distancing. Distancing, yes. Yeah, if someone feet. even Give dares to feet. come within my space, I say, excuse me, Social distance, please. Six feet. Six feet. Um, you're please. right. That is that is pretty annoying. I hate Ugh, that. I, hate I cannot when stand is all that. Up on me. Yeah, I don't like. Give me room to breathe. Like, are you like, my security? Like, why are you so close <laughs> to me? I cannot stand it. I can't stand it. You're right. That is a big. Yeah, that is a big no no. You um, are right. Woo, thank. You are so right. this is the only time I will ever say this. <laughs> Thank you, COVID. Thank God for COVID. Thank you, COVID, for for allowing me to have more personal space. (laughs) And some even with COVID, they still don't want to give you six feet. They don't want to back up. They're still on you. And then when you, you know, if you look at them like, um, you know, you're standing really close, they, you know, they have an issue because you're saying, give me six feet. Unbelievable. Listen, Cuomo says six feet. You got to follow the six feet. Yeah. You got to follow the six feet. They definitely don't. I'll tell you that. 
So Tamika, let's uh, let's 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 talk about your 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 beloved Golden State Warriors here. So, oh you know, my uh, God! You know, uh, Listen, I, I, I've been so busy with work, uh-huh. and baking that uh-huh. I actually haven't been watching basketball much. Oh, interesting! So, You're not uh, watching it now. <laughs> How interesting that is to me. I don't have as much free time on my hands as I used to. So I'm not watching it as much as, but as soon as I, I I I have more free time, I'll be back on it. I'll be back on sports. Yeah. Let's talk about your Golden State Warriors. <laughs> you know, you know, you were in the NBA Finals for so many years. I mean, we're coming so many back years in a row. It was like it was quite a few. It was like five years in a row, right? Yeah, it was a lot of yeah. years. You know, yes. you won a few chips. You know, funny, yes, funny we few did. Championships. But yes, then I did. noticed, I noticed something. I couldn't help. What it. did you notice? Once Kevin Durant left, you no. know, first he first he got injured in the NBA Finals. We we have injuries. Clay Thompson is you out. Know, they did a well, lot of know, training. I, I, I just couldn't help insane. but notice, you know, the Warriors aren't as good without Kevin Durant. So I had to think. I, to I myself, wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I would say that right now they're going through a lot of changes based on their roster. Mm-hmm. You know, not, oh yeah, not having Kevin players. Durant would help. No, they won a championship or two without Kim, without KD. Only you one. You know, he wasn't a necessity. It's not Only- like he was a necessity. He was like a, he was more like a treat. Let's get KD on here to like help make it easier. Like that's it. But they went like twice without KD. They went to the championship, to the finals twice before him. So, and they won once. That's true. They it's went not the, over. They went Play to the finals. Out. They went to the finals twice without Kevin Durant. Twice they went. The first time they played the Cavaliers. LeBron James had no Kyrie Irving, who your man Kevin Durant is playing with it right now. Matter. Right, right. He so was still, they were still without KD. And then the second time they go and they play the Cavaliers again with my man LeBron James, huh. and they blew a three games to one lead. And my and they had they said we have to go out and get the equalizer, Kevin Durant. Will you admit that? Will you admit that LeBron beat them so good that they said, you know what, we have to go and get the equalizer, Kevin Durant? I think I I won't admit that they LeBron beat them so good that they had to go out and get the equalizer, KD. I think that they were being strategic, okay, with their roster and saying, all right. They have KD. We only have the Splash Brothers. We need some more support. Let's get KD. But you did no, 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 no. But them. Golden State loved to say, "Oh, we, we did, we oh. we did." But we so, needed more man. We needed more manpower. Can you, you admit know, that LeBron beat you so good that you needed I'm, to go I get? I will KD. never admit that. I will <laughs> never admit that because that's not how it went. <laughs> I would just say that the Warriors were being strategic and they said we need more manpower because the Splash Brothers could not do it on their own. They need more support. And they went and they got the best. That That's all I'm going to say. That's it. Excuses. Excuses. <laughs> excuses. I love to hear them. I love to hear them. Yeah. You know, one thing I do want to do, though, you know, because, you know, they moved out of the old stadium in Oakland. I would have loved to go and see a game there They when they were in that old arena. I said that, too. I would have loved to I go said, and see a game. I, I signed up um, because, you know, I followed, you know, I had their um, 
you know, where you follow them on um, on their like um, site, their official um, mm-hmm. team their official site, website, yeah. and you can actually, yeah, and you can actually win um, like a trip to the games. So really? I, I signed up a few times, yeah, but I never won anything. Yeah, I will say so. that. I like the thing about the Warriors. Like I love when they were in the old arena, Oracle Arena. That was the name. Like yes. it looked like yeah, the most Oracle. fun, like you it know, was the most always fun live. arena. Yeah, they had the best the best crowd like i i mean like it was always live in there it was always live in there i loved it i loved it you know and they were always just supported yeah i i I, that was i think that was like you know the best thing i'll say about the warriors like every time you watch the game you even if you didn't have the sound all the way up it was so loud (laughs) you were like wow like dang like they they showing (laughs) out live yeah they're yeah they were live they They yeah that was crowd yeah, they have sure. the best crowd. The best um, crowd. I haven't I, honestly, though, I haven't been watching it as much um, because, again, I got promoted. So I work longer hours. Um, and when I come home, I have to tend to, of course, my kid um, and make her dinner. But you think it's excuses, excuses, but it's really not. <clears throat> so well, I, honestly, I, have I don't, to I don't know if the, I don't know if the listeners can hear this, but I'm playing the smallest violin in the world for Tamikia and her Golden State. Yeah, Award. whatever. The smallest island in the world. The smallest one. When we come back, you won't have anything to say. You know, you you really won't. And how we're do, gonna do it without. How do TV. I know? How, thing. Again, how how do I know that you guys are gonna be able to come back? I don't know that. I know. You know. I do. Okay. Okay. Steph, Steph out there. Hey, my boy Steph <laughs> is looking stressed. I ain't never seen Steph Curry this I, stressed. Okay, his I hair gray. Been, Everything. I haven't been watching it. I I really haven't been watching it. But I mean, he his support system is in there. K, um um, KD. Yeah, you about to say it no. right? KD. Clay, Clay Thompson is in there. You know, um, Clay is out nursing his injury. So you know, when he comes back, we'll have the Splash Brothers back, and we'll back be back in action. Well, here's right now the the team is still pretty new. So you know. Well, here's a toast to hoping that Golden State Warriors never get back to the NBA Finals. Wow. The I, I would, Yeah. And also, we got to talk about my boy LeBron. Did you see him last season win the NBA championship? Actually, no. I, I actually didn't. I, oh, well, okay. Well, let me inform you. Um, Last season, oh, you know, um, the okay. season got cut short. Um, so they resumed it in the NBA bubble. And it just so happened that, you know, the best player on the in the world won the NBA championship. Okay. I, you know, I just hate to inform mm-hmm. you like that. Okay. You know, so congratulations. You know, I'm, I'm just congratulations saying congratulations to the black man. Yes. Yeah. Go black man. Go black man. Yeah. That's right. Black man magic. That's that's, that's all I'm gonna say to that. <laughs> <laughs> so Tamikia, I want to say Man, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank you for being so patient with me. Of course. Going through so many different things and I postponed on you so many times. Thank you for being so patient. Thank you for coming on and telling the people your story, giving them great Oprah moments, great jewels, you know, giving them inspiration. And I think that is something that will will definitely be a help to people who are looking for that little piece of inspiration so right thank you thank you so much for coming on the show i'm so happy that i was able to have you and this is the official red carpet moment tamiki i would like for you to reiterate your name your business name and all the places that the people can find you well again the name is unibakes um with a q 
Um, and you guys can find me on Instagram um, with that same name, uni underscore bakes. Um, and as well as my phone number. Um, I don't have an official website yet, but you can find me there. Great, great. Awesome. Awesome. And it is tradition around here that we allow the guest to play us out with a great, 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 great song. So Tamikia, what would you like to play for the good people out there? Well, to say my farewell, I'm gonna play one of my favorite songs by Ed Sharon, Kiss Me Like You Wanna Be Loved. Thank you, thank you so much, Tamikia. <laughs> thank you for having show. me, absolutely. Go thank LeBron, you for me. the best player in the world, oh, go LeBron. God. The Warriors yeah. ain't never gonna win it again, but I still <laughs> love you and I thank you so much for coming on the show. That's shade, but thank you for having me on your show. I'm really, I was, it's, it's really great exposure, really great to be on. So thank you for having me. And it's really good to see you doing good things like this. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Round of applause for Miss Tamikia Lindo. Round of applause. So before I cut out of here, um, there's a few things like was like pressing super issues that I did not get to um, some from last week and some from this week. So the first one was, man, prayers, love and condolences for all the people affected in Texas, man. Texas has gone through a super crazy winter storm. And they lost power. They lost water. They lost a lot of resources. There were things where their pipes were freezing and exploding because you, the way that the houses and infrastructure is built in Texas, they're not used to handling extreme weather. So when that weather came, it like really messed up a whole lot of things. I have some things here. I have a little article here from the New York Times about kind of like detailing some of the things that happened in Houston. It reads... Um, the powerful Arctic blast this week cracked pipes, froze wells, and knocked water treatment plants offline. Officials said restoring water service to hospitals was the first priority, and at least 58 people have died in the storm-battered region that stretched from Houston, Texas, to Ohio, and the final tally can end up being much higher. The storms have also delayed federal government's delivery of COVID vaccines to several states, including Texas, and also caused a shortage of food at some grocery stores and food pantries. The continent-spanning storms showed that the American infrastructure was not ready for climate change. Extreme weather is placing growing stress on a system that was built decades ago under the expectation that the environment around it will remain stable. Like, it is it is so sad, heartbreaking to see. And, you know, Houston, somehow, some way, always seems to get extreme weather. I don't know if you guys remember. I think it was about four years ago where they were hit with Hurricane Harvey. And it was such a destructive hurricane. It knocked out so many things. It, it destroyed so many things in Houston and in Texas in general. And then now, fast forward, you have to deal with the extreme winter storm that they had no, you know, no pre preparedness for. And I completely blame the lawmakers and the people in charge and the public and the political figures, I should say, because they really dropped the ball. They really, really dropped the ball. Fuck Ted Cruz. I want to make sure I say that. Fuck Ted Cruz. 
the fucking senator from Texas who, you know what I'm saying, like just completely showed that he does not give a fuck about his, his residence in his state. He doesn't care. He only cares about getting paid. He will get all of the money from taxpayers and from people who pay his salary. But when it comes time to do his motherfucking job, he will not do it. He was caught in 4K trying to escape from the winter battered area to go to Cancun. And then when he was caught and people were asking him real questions, he tried to blame it on his kids. What type of bullshit ass public servant? What kind of man is that? What kind of fucking man is that? Anyway, fuck Ted Cruz. And hopefully residents in Texas use their power, use their political power that they have. When his time comes up for an election, you remember how much he's fallen short. And when you guys needed him the most, he was not there. Remember that. I hope you residents in Texas remember that when it's time for him to be come up for reelection. That you guys remember this moment because when you guys needed him the most, he was not there for you. And he did not want to be there for you. So, again, prayers, love, condolences to all the residents in Texas and all the southern areas, too, that was hit with this extreme weather. And I hope that you guys can get the aid and everything that you guys need to recover and move forward from this catastrophic event. Also, while we're giving out prayers, I want to say prayers to Tiger Woods, man. Prayers. Love to Tiger Woods. Um, Last week, he was involved in a single car car accident in, uh, I believe it was Los Angeles. I hope I have the city right. Um, He was driving along the road. He lost control of his vehicle and he had a a single car collision uh, where he suffered numerous leg injuries, severe leg injuries, I believe. He had a fracture in his tibia. It is tibia. He had shattered his ankle and had other injuries as a result of the car wreck. And I'm praying for the brother, man. I'm praying for the brother, Tiger Woods. You know, Tiger Woods is kind of like a guy who you grew up with. Or at least me. I, I'd say for me, my age range. I don't know shit about golf. Like, I didn't know shit about shit about golf. The only thing I knew about golf is when you go to the, you know, a local arcade and they have the little mini golf thing and you putt, putt, you know, try to get the the golf ball in the hole. That's all I knew about golf until Tiger Woods. And Tiger Woods came on the scene like a bolt of lightning. He was just the most polarizing, interesting, uh, a captivating athlete. You know, aside from the athletes I grew up watching, like LeBron and like Kobe Bryant, and like Shaq and like Allen Iverson and, you know, my favorite guys to watch. Um, and Tiger Woods is, you know, we're, we're coming up on the end of Black History Month. Tiger Woods is black history, in my opinion. And Tiger Woods has dealt with a lot of scrutiny and criticism uh, over the color of his skin and how, how he has conducted his business. Um, And I won't go too far on that, but I will say Tiger Woods is black history and Tiger Woods is living proof of the value of the black athlete. And what I mean by that is, you know, before Tiger or even let's not even say before Tiger, let's say the years that Tiger Woods had to stop playing golf on a professional level to deal with his life issues, to deal with his injuries, et cetera, that he dealt with, uh, you know, between 2009 and let's say 2013, right, where he was just absent from the sport. The sport of golf died. You know, they tried to bring up all these great white hopes. They tried with Rory McIlroy. He was trash. 
They tried it with Adam Scott. He was trash. They tried it with Justin Thomas. He was trash. They tried it with Ricky Fowler. He was trash. They tried it with Jordan Spieth. He was trash. They tried it with all these guys, all these great white hopes to replace the the popularity, the captivatingness, the polarizingness of Tiger Woods. They tried it so hard. It did not work. Golf was at an all-time low in terms of viewership, interest, and the ability for the athletes to make money in the sport. When Tiger Woods returns, all of that goes up. Tiger Woods single-handedly is the most important thing to the sport of golf and a sport that is not historically friendly to black people. That is black history, to, to my opinion. That, that is 100% black history. When you look at all the other sports, when you look at baseball and an athlete like Barry Bonds retires, there's new, there's new athletes in the scene who are killing shit. You know, you got the young guys in San Diego with Fernando Tatis Jr. You got Manny Machado. You got Francisco Lindor. You got um, Tim Anderson. You got Mookie Betts. You know, you got Cody Bellinger. Like, the sport has given you now great new young athletes. And basketball. When LeBron James ultimately retires, it's gonna. There's Donovan Mitchell. There's Ben Simmons. There's Joel Embiid. There's Luka Doncic. There's Dame Lillard. There's Devin Booker. Basketball is going to be fine. In football, Tom Brady is 43 years old. He's gonna retire soon. But there's Patrick Mahomes. There's Deshaun Watson. There's Russell Wilson. They're gonna be fine. These sports are going to be fine when the legends retire. Golf is one of the sports when Tiger Woods decides to hang up those cleats for good, the sport will not only just suffer, the sport will die. The sport will die. There was an interview before this catastrophic accident of Tiger Woods, and I'm plugged into the sports world. I know. I watch. There's an interview. Tiger Woods revealed that he had to have back surgery. He's had problems with his back for a lot of years. So he revealed that he just had back surgery. So... I noticed that the people interviewing him, you know, hey, Tiger, you just had this back surgery. You know, how's that going? How's your recovery? The very next question after Tiger says my recovery's going pretty okay. Hey, Tiger, you going to play? Are you going to play in the Masters? The Masters coming up. Tiger, are you going to play? Are you going to play? And they're not saying that because they really just want to see him play. They're saying that because they know their money is single-handedly affected by Tiger Woods more than any other athlete in that sport. So whatever he decides to do, you know, I saw other great heartwarming videos of him playing golf with his son. Like, it was beautiful to see. Whatever Tiger decides to do, I support him wholeheartedly. I hope if it's in his heart to continue playing golf after he makes his recovery from these catastrophic leg injuries that, you know, that he will if that is what he wants to do. And if he wants to walk away from the sport, I completely support that as well. But what a tremendous athlete that he is in a sport that he brought to the forefront, that he rose up, that he made primetime television. And I want to make sure I give him his flowers now while he can still smell them um, because I see that even from afar. And I'm never going to play golf in my life. And I see his impact. So, prayers and love to him to his family to his loved ones and i hope that he can make a recovery and regain normal life functions and if he decides to return to the game or if he does not decide to return to the game i support either decision because he has done something that is pretty much immeasurable to do 
and he made golf a primetime television event. So salute to the god Tiger Woods. And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 50. 50 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel. I want to say a special thank you again to Miss Tamikia Lindo for coming on the show and kicking it with me for a little while. I truly appreciate you. Much love and much success to you and your business. Um, Again, I want to say thank you to everyone who likes, subscribes, shares, and supports and tunes in. Thank you to everyone out there who is active and engaging with me on social media. Thank you to all the essential workers out there. And thank you to all the people out here who are are continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. Man, what a journey it's been. 50 episodes. I'm so proud. I'm so happy that I'm in this position to do this with my life. Um, you know, it's it's been a great journey so far, and I, I look forward to the future, man. The future looks bright for me, just in terms of, you know, money is not even about money. It's about my happiness. It's about my impact that I can have. It's about maybe somebody hears this and inspires them to do something positive with their lives. That's what I do it for, I, and I do it because I love it, you know, so whether I make a million dollars or whether I make one, you know, it doesn't matter because this shit, man, this shit is the best job that I've ever had in my life. And it's such a pleasure, such a such a blessing to be able to do this for 50 episodes, man. And we're going to keep it going, man. We riding this shit till the wheels fall off. We kicked in the motherfucking door like my homie Notorious B.I.G. said, and we are here to stay. We are here to stay. OK, you better believe that. You better motherfucking believe that. And I'm going to fade you guys out with a great, great, great song, What, which is Miss Tamikia Lindo's Choice. It is called Kiss Me by Ed Sheeran off of the album Plus. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode number 50. Have a great week. And a great weekend out there. Be safe. And I will talk to you guys next week. We are out.
Kiss me. 